Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. Welcome to episode number 18 of our Mission Mobilization Chats, where we're looking at cutting-edge topics related to mission mobilization and how we can help our denominations, our churches, our organizations be mobilized and equipped for the Great Commission. So one of the core concepts we're seeking to broaden through these episodes is to see mission mobilization from its big picture perspective. See, what often happens is we understand mission mobilization from a limited expression. This is kind of the norm. So what we're trying to do a little bit with these chats, these episodes, is to broaden that understanding of mission mobilization to say, hey, I think the Lord might have something a little bit bigger in mind than the limited window that we have usually understood uh, mission mobilization to be uh, to 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 be understood. So in many ways, we're even seeking to, in a little way, kind of redefine mission mobilization, so that our approach across the global church is actually more in line with the New Testament perspective. So in this episode, we're going to talk about six core values related uh, to mission mobilization. So mission mobilization is, is more than recruiting a few international Christian workers. That is usually the limited scope that we have come to understand mission mobilization. Instead, it's bigger than that. It's actually helping the global church to align with and then engage with uh, her God-given identity. The church has a God-given identity as God's missionary people. His God, uh, the God-given identity for the global church is that she rise up to fulfill the Great Commission. That is who God intends her to be about. And so mission mobilization then is helping the church to recognize that reality. So mobilization needs to be grasped as an overarching entity that is serving the mission movement itself. So mission mobilization is a tool to serve the mission uh, movement itself, helping the global church embrace this core identity as God's missionary people. That is who we are. That's our identity. That's the core of what the church is meant to be about but we've kind of lost a little bit of that. We've covered it up with a lot of different agendas and a lot of different ideas. And so mission mobilization at its core is bringing the church, is helping the church come back to her God-given identity, uh, embracing this identity as, as God's missionary people. So another part of mission mobilization is, is meant to help the, the, uh, uh, the global church move the Great Commission to the center of the church's expression. Instead of right now, it's something kind of off to the side, right? It's on the periphery. It's not at the center. This idea of God's heart for the nations and his beating passion for all the ethnic people groups that he would receive glory among them. This is not at the center of what the church is talking about, of what the church is doing. And so part of mission mobilization is to say, hey, we need to move this back. Let's see it in the word of God. Let's understand it from the Old Testament 
and from the New Testament. In the Old Testament, God's purpose for Israel was that she, Israel, should be a light to all the surrounding nations. But she failed in this. She did not understand. Israel didn't get that's why we exist. Instead, they had animosity towards the surrounding people's thinking. God is just about, we're the chosen ones. God only cares about us. He doesn't care about these. That was never God's intent. God's intent in the old covenant was that Israel should shine the light brightly among all the surrounding peoples. And in the new covenant and in the New Testament, it is also the same. So we're moving mission and the great commission and the heartbeat of God more towards the center. Now to move towards a thorough kind of comprehensive understanding of mission mobilization, we need to define some core values. We need to highlight what are some core values related to this kind of more big picture, comprehensive idea that we're looking at related to mission mobilization. We need to talk about core values. So core values help to shape and provide focus to any given entity, any organization, any ministry, any business, any family, uh, any entity, whether Christian or not Christian, will want to have some core values that bind it together. And so these values help to shape, they help provide focus, and they protect, they keep us from veering off on a path never necessarily intended by the Lord. So core values are our core, they are key to help us remain faithful with the purpose that God has set before us. So in mission mobilization, this is also necessary. It's necessary to line out some core values so that we can help the church better to grow related to mission mobilization. So what we're going to do in this episode is look at six core values related to mission mobilization across the whole global church. Now, each one of these, we could spend a whole session just on each one of these, and maybe we'll do that in, in future times. This time, I just want to highlight all six of them together. But each of them contain huge truths. And if these truths will be taken to heart, uh, this will revolutionize the expression of mission mobilization within the global church. If we will take the truths of these six core values, it will literally revolutionize things. It will enable the church to become all God intends her to be in the Great Commission. So each of these core values, these are teaching tools. I encourage you, take some of these values, look into them on your own. Develop whole teachings, whole sermons, whole messages around each one of these values. That is part of mission mobilization, helping our ministry settings to understand these core truths that we're going to look at, these six core values. Now, each one of these values emphasizes a particular truth related to the Great Commission that needs to be restored across the global church in a greater measure. We're all going to be familiar with most of these core values, but they are not talked about enough for those values to be inculcated among believers and ministries to the extent where these truths are being restored across the whole body of Christ. They're just kind of being talked about a few pockets here, a few pockets there, but not in a widespread way and not in a way that is allowing for true restoration of these truths uh, across the global church. So again, these should be taught, these six values should be taught in our ministry settings over and over and over again. 
This is part of communication theory, right? Is that people don't hear an important message just one time. Sometimes we think, well, if we just preach the gospel to uh, an unbeliever on the street one time, then he's going to get, that's enough for him to get saved. And if he doesn't, he rejects the gospel. No, that's not how uh, the human heart and human mind work. We need to hear a message often over and over and over again many times uh, so that it gets kind of pushed into our hearts, pressed upon our hearts so that we start to change our paradigm related to these things. So let's get in the mindset that we're going to teach these. We're going to teach these six over and over again among a small group that we're discipling, among a Bible study group that we might have, among a local church or a campus ministry that we might be overseeing. Or a local church that I'm a part of, that maybe I'm even the pastor. Maybe you're a pastor or a leader of that. Or if I'm an apostolic figure, we're going to teach these over and over with those that are under uh, our influence for the sake of helping them to inculcate the truths of these messages related to the Great Commission. Okay, so let's jump in. These six core values. The first one is that wholehearted discipleship to Jesus is foundational to mission. That's value number one. Wholehearted discipleship to Jesus is foundational to mission mobilization. So part of mission mobilization is calling believers and churches to love God according to his terms. Okay, not according to what we, our own opinion about how we want to follow God. We hear a lot about that in our day. Well, I love God in this way, but all that Bible stuff, all that church stuff, I'm not so much into that. Okay, Jesus says, well, I have some terms related to how I define discipleship, and those terms are what I expect and what I'm calling every born-again believer and every local church who calls on my name. I'm expecting that my people are going to be teaching how to love God according to God's own terms, not just the culture's opinion or where things are going. Now, the Great Commission will never, ever be fulfilled by a lukewarm, compromising, complacent body of Christ. That's why this first value is so critical. Wholehearted discipleship to Jesus is foundational to mission. You know, when I hear mission mobilizers often today, I don't hear this core value talked about very much. But it's actually at the very, very, very core. We, that's why we put it first, even in this episode. We cannot get to the faithfulness of the other five core values unless this one is being settled very clearly in our hearts. So what is Jesus asking us? He's calling us to be a people that surrender his, to his leadership, that are a submitted body of Christ, who say we're going to obey Jesus' ways, not the cultural ways, not what this group says uh, that Christians should be doing or shouldn't be doing or whatever the rest. We're not walking merely related to a popular kind of Christianity, a convenient Christianity. And often those popular convenient Christianity or Christianities, they don't have a cross. Jesus says, no, you must deny yourself. You must take up your cross and fall. This is true, wholehearted discipleship according to Jesus. So if we're going to be mission mobilizers, if we're going to be people that are trying to get this message of mission mobilization back to the core, we have to raise the banner 
of calling the church to wholeheartedness, calling the church back to this core value of loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. This must be a core message of mission mobilization. And the reason is this, this kind of devotion, wholehearted discipleship and, and just absolute devotion to God, this type always overflows into obediently becoming involved then in what God cares most about. So if we want to mobilize the body of Christ, there's no better way than to get them red hot for Jesus, to get them so in love with this man who's fully God and fully man, who laid down his life so that we can be saved. There's no better way to get them fired up about missions than to get them more in love and obeying him and walking according to his ways, living according to the lifestyle that Jesus has laid out for us. You want to get people fired up about missions? Get them fired up for Jesus with wholehearted uh, discipleship because that always overflows into caring about the nations, which we know is what God cares most about. So that's the first value. A second value, core value, is that the Great Commission is the priority of the church. The Great Commission is the priority of a church. That is a core message that we must be speaking and clarifying in our mission mobilization. So the Great Commission is not just merely one of many priorities. So we know that in this current present age between Jesus' first coming and between his second coming, his priority from his own lips, he gave the great commission right before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. We know his priority among his body is to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then from that place of deep love, we faithfully engage in his great commission. So it's not our love for the, for the unreached really that matters. It's me loving God with all my heart and God's love filling me. And then I go out because he loves the nations. I also go out and I touch the nations through his love that is in me, that is being released uh, through me. So the great commission is the priority of the church. Did you know that the global church is the only channel? It's the only vehicle that the Lord has set up and that the Lord intends in his kingdom to use to fulfill the Great Commission. He will not do it any other way. Now, some of us think, well, you know, God really doesn't need us as the body of Christ. God is sovereign. He's going to do his thing. And where that's true, but God has said all throughout his word, I will partner with my beloved bride. I will walk together. I will not do this thing by myself. So he says, I've set up my kingdom in partnership with my beloved church, and they, you, are the channel that he will use to fulfill the Great Commission. We are his hands and feet to accomplish this priority that is on his heart among every people group on the planet. So, in light of this value, true mission mobilization then helps pastors and leaders come back to the biblical reality of these things. And we align our hearts as pastors and leaders over and over so that then as pastors and leaders, we're calling our ministries to rightly obey the Great Commission, not as one of many priorities, but the priority. Okay, there's a core value. 
And this is important because, again, there's a lot of confusion in the body of Christ. Well, which are the agendas that we should give most of our attention to? And the Great Commission almost always gets pushed to the side. But in true mission mobilization, when we come back to the Word of God and we understand it and we study it and we let the text speak to us, we realize this core value. The Great Commission is the priority of the church. And as such, the whole body of Christ is meant to be involved in it. And we'll get to that uh, in, a, in a moment. So a third core value then, the next one, is that unreached and unengaged people groups are the priority and mission. So the Great Commission is the priority of the church. Okay, So we're meant to be engaging in His Great Commission. But who are we supposed to reach? Are we supposed to reach just the reached people that are right around us in our town and city? Yes. Are we meant to focus on the unreached and getting unengaged? Yes. Who is meant to be the priority? These ones over here, the unreached uh, and the unengaged. So in the mission world today, there are many activities that kind of fall under the banner of missions. So if you were to ask somebody, well, what kind of activities are you supposed to be doing in missions? If you ask 10 people, I'm sure you'll get 10 different answers. And this provides a lot of confusion. And it's unfortunate because it doesn't need to be like that. Because the Word of God tells us very clearly that in mission mobilization, we want to help believers. We want to help churches. We want to help uh, ministries to prioritize the target the target of missions. Who's the target of missions? Who are we meant to be reaching out to? We're meant to be reaching out to those who are outside of the relevant hearing of the gospel. Not just outside the church. That's all unbelievers. There's many unbelievers. We've talked about this in previous uh, episodes that are unsaved but not unreached. Okay, They have heard the gospel over and over and over and over and over again. They've seen demonstrations of the power of God even and they've chosen, for whatever reason, of their own accord, of their own will, not to believe. Okay, Those are not unreached peoples. They are unsaved peoples. Instead, the Lord wants the Great Commission priority and focus and target to be all of the unreached ethnic people groups that are outside a relevant hearing of the gospel. Another way to put an, uh, or to define unreached people groups is to say they don't have enough believers among them, among their population, among their uh, ethnic people group population. They don't have enough Christians to reach their own ethnic people group. Okay, So they need that outside help. Now, missions to peoples with large populations of people who are already believers, I believe that is a waste of the human resources that God has given the body of Christ in the, global, uh, in the Great Commission. And we see this all over the place, okay? where we go into a city or a nation or a people group, and maybe 60, 70, 80% of that people group are Born-again believers, or at least they claim to be. Maybe they're nominal, whatever. Okay, But you also find among that group often all kinds of foreign missionaries that are serving among that people. Now, if we look at it with strategic eyes, we have to come to the, come to the conclusion that that is not necessary. That those missionaries or message bearers that are serving in that already reached people group they might be helping to disciple. They might be helping to do a lot of good works. But in terms of the Great Commission strategy that Jesus has given, 
Those are not necessary. Okay? They need to be redeployed or reset to places that have a very small population of believers. So we say this is a waste of human resources, a waste of, of the mission community, the mission movement that God wants to use. So we need to have a clear target. And the unreached people groups, the unengaged people groups are that clear target of who we are sending message bearers, of who we are going out uh, with the gospel of Christ. Now, evangelism is taking place at a local level. Evangelism uh, is happening in those 60, 70, 80% born-again populations because there are still those that are unsaved, and we want to continue to reach them, communicating the gospel over and over and over again. But in the Great Commission, we want to separate evangelism from cross-cultural missions where you send out laborers to unreached and unengaged people groups. That is different than local uh, evangelism. This is very important to understand. So unreached peoples have too small of a population of Christians among them. They need outside help from foreign message bearers, even from nearby ethnic peoples, from foreign ethnic peoples coming to their ethnic people to declare the gospel of the kingdom among them. This is God's strategic plan. Now, a fourth core value is that local ministries are a primary means that God uses in the Great Commission. Local ministries are a primary means that God uses in the Great Commission. This is such a huge one for mission mobilization, for approaching mission mobilization correctly. Because there is a very common misconception out there that to fulfill the Great Commission, all we need is a, a few more workers who are gonna go to unreached people groups. Well, at least we have the target right there. They are meant to go to unreached people groups. And yes, of course, it is very, very true that we need a lot more workers and teams of message bearers that are going out to these unreached, uh, unreached people groups. Now that is true. However, a local ministry is meant to be a, providing a lot more emphasis than just sending a few more workers. We need a whole local ministry and thousands and thousands and thousands of local ministries that are functioning as incubators for growing disciples, taking disciples further in love, that abandoned devotion, that wholehearted discipleship that we talked about uh, at the beginning. So these local ministries that are an incubator for growing these kinds of disciples who then also possess a vision for the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Local ministries are meant to be serving that, becoming that incubator where every member of a local church is a passionate disciple who has a vision of the fulfillment of the Great Commission because they're being educated, inspired, and activated within the life of the local ministry, activated and educated related to the Great Commission. So every disciple, we're going to see in a moment, and another value near the end, that every disciple has a role in this thing. So local ministries have to see their calling as more than just sending out a few workers to the unreached. That's key. We need more of that. But we also need a whole local ministry who is emphasizing the Great Commission, putting the Great Commission at the center of what that local church or local ministry, maybe it's a campus ministry organization. So it's actually through the life of a local ministry 
that understanding they exist to make disciples among near culture people groups and then also among distant culture people groups. This is the kind of expression of a local church that the Lord has in mind. And that's what's revealed in the New Testament. Paul rose up, he raised up local churches that looked like this. Local churches that had a vision to make wholehearted disciples and then those wholehearted disciples understanding their calling in the Great Commission. Not that everyone's going to go out as a message bearer. Okay? But everyone does has a, have a role, and we'll see that in a moment. But the local ministry, we say the key to the fulfillment of the Great Commission is local ministries becoming on fire, setting their church members ablaze with this burning vision of the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Every disciple in that local church having this understanding and even having this emphasis, though they might never leave their hometown. Okay, and we'll get into in a moment how that might be possible. Okay? So we want to see a lot of Great Commission momentum moving forward. How do we do that? Local ministries. Local ministries getting on fire and seeing local ministries as a primary means that God uses in the Great Commission. Now another core value, the fifth core value we're going to talk about today, is that of mobilizing and equipping Christ's body. Mobilizing and equipping Christ's body is a priority role. In mission, mobilizing and equipping Christ's body is a priority role in mission. Now, this role of mission mobilizers today, it's a very misunderstood role, I would say. And the reason behind it being so misunderstood is because an emphasis on mission mobilization in the global church has not been uh, as it is meant to be. Okay, the emphasis on mission mobilization is meant to be front and center, as we just said, in the life of a local ministry. It really hasn't been that. Okay, so if mission mobilization is not at the center as it's meant to be, then this understanding of this person, the role of a person who is a mission mobilizer, of course that's going to be misunderstood as well. Okay, so that's one of the reasons why it's so misunderstood. And yet... The Holy Spirit is seeking to restore this role, the role of a mobilizer who equips local ministries, who equips denominations, who equips church networks with solid and lasting Great Commission vision and heart. The Holy Spirit is seeking to restore this role of these kinds of mobilizers in a very dramatic way. In fact, I'm confident that it is the Lord's plan to raise up hundreds of thousands of these kinds of leaders. We call them mission mobilizers, right? These kinds of leaders across his global church in the coming year. Uh, years, I mean, and even decades, the coming years and decades. Now, an important part of mission mobilization is actually helping to train these leaders, these mission mobilizers within organizations, within church networks, within denominations, training leaders. They might not think of themselves as mobilizers, but they are. Maybe they're a director of mission in a denomination, a director of evangelism, okay? But because they've been set aside with those kinds of roles, they actually have influence within the denominational structures, the church network structures. If they are trained as mobilizers to effectively mobilize and equip ministries with Jesus' heart and vision for the nations, they will have a dramatic impact within their own structures. 
So this is Jesus' vision and the Holy Spirit's vision for mobilizers, that they will help ministries to grasp his big picture vision of the Great Commission and how every local ministry and how every born-again believer is also meant to be involved. These are mission mobilizers, and this is a core role. So a core value of mission mobilization then is to say, hey, we got to raise up more leaders, more of these mission mobilizers. We need to reproduce them in every ministry setting so that they who are on fire for missions are contagiously helping other, uh, all these other ministries that they're connected to to also have a burning heart uh, for missions. So we say this role uh, of a mobilizer and equipper for mission and for mobilization is a priority role in mission. Okay? Right now, when you ask people about the different roles in mission, usually you hear, well, um, uh, the missionary, right? The mission, they're the ones that go and they do the Great Commission. Are there any other roles in mission? Well, um, not really. It's just kind of the maybe we pray every once in a while. It might be another role. Okay? Much bigger than that, though. We've limited it to just the missionary or message bearer. They're the ones involved in the Great Commission. And the rest of us just kind of sit back and hope they do a good job. No, that's not the calling. And instead, mission mobilizers are the ones that help the church to grasp the right and the correct outlook and approach to mission mobilization so that we can actually see the momentum that the Lord intends to bring about. Now, the last core value, at least that we're going to look at in this episode, there's probably many other core values of mission mobilization. Over the years, I've observed these six core messages or these six core values are very crucial. So the sixth one is that every disciple in Christ's body has a role to play in the Great Commission. Every disciple in Jesus' body has a role to play in the Great Commission. So a key to mission mobilization, to correct mission mobilization, is to help believers understand that being engaged in the Great Commission, as I just said, is for more than just missionaries. Okay? It's necessary for us, for mobilizers, for those who are saying, we're involved in mission mobilization, we want to help our churches. It's necessary to help provide teaching and coaching to believers to come to understand that a piece of their redemption the piece of why Jesus has redeemed them as an individual, now born again, follower of Christ, a part of their redemption is actually for the purpose of partnering with Jesus in the outworking of his great commission purposes in the earth. And no believer is actually exempt from this. No believer is left out of Jesus' great commission message that he gave just before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. No believer in, in, the, uh, in the actual day that Jesus lived, those who are listening, some scholars say there was maybe about 500 or so there on that mountain that day. Okay, Others say it was just 12. I tend to think it was 500. But then to us throughout all of history, we've received believers, we've received that same message from the lips of Jesus commissioning us and commissioning the whole body. So a key part of our redemption, a key part of the Lord's purpose in redeeming us, we're not just redeemed to kind of get through life and then die and go to heaven someday, have our uh, passport stamped, you're going to heaven, you're not going to hell. That is a small part. We praise the Lord for that part. I love that part. But it's small in the overall understanding. 
of our redemption. The Lord has a much greater vision for our redemption uh, than just going to heaven when we die. We are meant to partner in this life with Jesus in the outworking of his great commission purposes to the point where he says, I won't do it by myself. I actually will not do this without your partnership, without you walking together with me. And that's one of the reasons I believe we're moving so slowly in the Great Commission. It's not because God is so slow at what he's doing. It's because we have been slow to hear that every believer has a role to be involved in this. Now, because the Great Commission is the overarching purpose of the body of Christ, as we've already laid out, before Jesus' second coming, disciples now need to change our paradigm to recognize that our lives are meant to be somehow engaged in this grand purpose of the Lord Jesus. And that there are many ways to be involved beyond just going as a message bearer to an unreached people group. So what we need to do then as mobilizers and as those committed to mission mobilization is help the church recognize all the different roles. Okay? And we'll be talking about that in future uh, episodes as we move on from here. So every disciple in Christ's body having a role to play. I love to teach about this in local churches uh, <clears throat> because I, I often will say, you know, you might never ever leave your hometown. But you can influence for eternity unreached people groups all over the earth and you will never ever leave your hometown. Now some, many more than are doing so, are called to leave their hometown and to go out to unreached people groups. Many more than currently uh, that are moving out and doing that. However, there are those ones who that's not their primary calling. That's not their role. They will stay in their hometown, but they will still influence in eternally powerful ways. They need to be shown how so that they're not sitting bored, twiddling their thumbs, waiting to die and spend eternity with the Lord. The Lord says, no, 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 your, 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 your life is being wasted if that's how you understand it. Instead, partner with me even if you never leave your hometown. Okay, and we'll look at ways to do that in the future. So these are the six core values related to mission mobilization. Now, again, there could be many others, but these are core ones that I've observed. And so I encourage you uh, to go back and even take them one by one. Maybe pause this video and just look at one. Stare at it for a little bit. Look at it. Ask the Lord to give you understanding from His Word. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight of how you can take that one core value and make it into a message that you communicate uh, to the people under your influence. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your help in identifying, Lord, some of these core values related to mission mobilization, these core messages, if you will. Lord, that we need to be teaching and communicating over and over. Lord, through all kinds of communication means that you've made available, through WhatsApp, Lord, through Facebook, Lord, through Zoom, Lord, through getting together one-on-one -on -one for coffee, through discipleship, through small group Bible studies, Lord, through preaching to our ministries on a Sunday morning, Lord, to a meeting with our campus ministry fellowship on a Wednesday night, whatever the communication situation might be, all of us can be doing this. We don't need a big platform. We don't need a large following uh, to be able to communicate these six core values to someone else and help influence them in relation to mission mobilization. Lord, I pray that you would empower 
uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of your people to rise up with these core values and to make them messages that they are communicating over and over, communicating in many different ways, many different verses supporting each one of these six ideas. Lord, would you give creativity and would you give anointing and unction on the communicating of these messages, these six core values of mission mobilization. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you as you communicate these six core values in many ways in your ministry settings. To listen to more Mission Mobilization chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.